Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. Well, good afternoon, everybody. It is November 30th, Monday, the last day of November. This is the afternoon edition of the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. We've got a lot to talk about this afternoon, and we'll get to that right after we get to this. Cutting through the political doublespeak and bringing you the truth in a clear and concise manner. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. All good things must come to an end, right? I've been hearing that for years and years and years. And it appears that the Trump era in the White House is likely coming to an end amidst a fury of calls for the Commander-in-Chief to simply step aside and allow a peaceful transition of power to the new regime of feeble-bodied, feeble-minded, mental faculties in decline, Alzheimer's spokesman-in-chief, the one and only touchy-feely, sleepy-creepy, muttering, puttering, shuddering, stuttering, fluttering, philandering, meandering, and pandering, blameful, shameful, mopey-dopey, little-girl-gropey, hair-sniffing, gaff-master, Burisma, Beijing, Joe Biden. The Trump, however, is not going down alone. No siree. He's taking down a news network with him. The once conservative-leaning, moderate voice of reason, the fair and balanced Fox News Channel, has seen its ratings drop like a used condom on prom night over the past few weeks, especially as newcomers like One American News and Newsmax, amongst others, have taken up the mantle of truth, fairness, and balance. As of mid-November this year, shares of Fox Corp, the corporate head of Fox News, those stocks have tumbled with the speculation that Donald Trump might be in the market to either launch or at least financially back a rival news service with a more conservative lean angle after he leaves office. And he has at least 70 million-plus American citizens who took the time to pull the lever for him, ready, willing, and able to follow him to whatever news station he encourages them to tune into. And because the only thing Donald Trump has ever done in his lifetime for free was be your president and not take a salary, You can expect that a Trump-backed network will not only rely on advertising revenue, which would, by the way, likely rake in billions of dollars each year, but it will also, in an effort to avoid being trolled, bashed, and overrun with never-Trumpers and vengeful liberals, it is likely the new Trump venture would be a subscriber-based platform similar to that of the Fox Nation formed just over two years ago that charges six bucks per month. Fox shares have declined from the start of trading on November 11th, and the decline has continued after the president has issued a series of tweets criticizing Fox News as unloyal to the president. In those tweets, the president encouraged his supporters and all conservatives 
to switch to rival news sources like Newsmax. In fact, back on November 12th, at Real Donald Trump tweeted, quote, At Fox News, daytime ratings have completely collapsed. Weekend daytime even worse. Very sad to watch this happen, but they forgot what made them successful, what got them there. They forgot the golden goose. The biggest difference between the 2016 election and 2020 was at Fox News, unquote. In fact, Trump targeted Fox's daytime lineup with a purpose. According to Bloomberg, the reason might be that the midday lineup is more news-based with less opinion, while the primetime lineup with Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, and Sean Hannity are more in the tank for the president. This, of course, is unlike CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CNBC, HLN, and CBS, whose entire so-called news segments are written, editorialized, and produced with an obvious bias against Donald Trump and totally supportive and in the tank for Democrats like Gropey Joe and Camel Toe and Nasty Nancy and Chuckles. In order to try and stop the bleeding, Fox referred to a prior month's Nielsen rating claiming that viewership was up 62% over the same period in the previous year. Well, duh! People had no reason to watch any news stories a year ago. Certainly no reason to watch Fox News with a president doing well, even while under fire, with all the false allegations, phony dossiers, fake Russian collusion hoaxes, etc., and the economy moving along greatly. We all knew back then that the previous three years of fake Russian collusion and false narratives were old hat. This was an election year, so of course the ratings on all the news networks were higher this year than for the same period last year. Nice try to cover your ass, Fox News. The president's relationship with the most watched news channel in America has waxed and waned over the past few years. Trump was a frequent guest on Fox News long before he decided to run for president. The Fox News evening commentators have been ardent supporters of him throughout his four years in office. Trump recommended on Twitter that viewers watch Hannity this very week. Fox News was the biggest moneymaker for media mogul Rupert Murdoch, but they made an early call on election night that incensed the president such as declaring Arizona for Joe Biden. One of Trump's political advisors, Jason Miller, tweeted that night that the network was trying to invalidate the election and Trump continued his attacks in a fundraising email sent later. The breakdown between the president and the news channel was laid bare in a string of tweets from Trump. Trump has occasionally criticized Fox News over the recent months but the attacks went further as Trump declared he wants an alternative now. Fox News just doesn't get what's happening, Trump tweeted. They are being fed Democrat talking points and they play them without hesitation or research. He further tweeted, they forgot that fake news, CNN and MSDNC, a Trump term used for MSNBC, wouldn't let Fox News participate even a little bit in the poor ratings Democrat debates. But they forget. Bottom line is this. 
Donald J. Trump is a businessman first, a money man, a financially tuned individual. He donated four years of his life to being the president free of charge. He did not take a salary. He did not get to continue running his businesses. He did not get to continue making money during those four years that he basically donated to the nation in order to help it to become the financial success that it was during his first three years before COVID, before stupid police shootings of thug criminals took over the headlines. Donald Trump is smelling blood in the water for Fox News and he will likely capitalize on it should he end up conceding this election to mopey dopey gropey Joe Biden. Trump's relationship with Fox News and with Rupert Murdoch has been on the decline ever since Rupert handed over the CEO job to his much more liberal-leaning son, Lachlan Murdoch. The Murdoch family said they're not worried over the stock price decline. Of course not. They're multi-gazillionaires. They claim to love the competition. They claim that Fox News is watched by more people than all others combined, and for right now, that is true. They claim to be unfazed at the prospect of the Trumpmeister re-entering the world of broadcast or cable media. And I'll tell you this, watching Nielsen ratings is something that this media nerd, your host Steve Z, has done ever since my days on the radio back in the 1970s. You live and die in media based on those Nielsen ratings or Arbitron or Birch. Advertisers choose where to spend their money based on the ratings. If your show thrives, ratings rise, you get a larger paycheck. If ratings fall, you might be out of a job or worse, they might put you on an overnight shift with a pay cut on one of the sister stations. Thank goodness that never happened to me. If the rumors are true and Donald Trump does open up a new shop or begins to back another network, it is highly likely he will pull some of those Fox folks that have supported him along for the ride. Can you imagine Fox without Carlson, Hannity, Ingram, or a few other key players? If Fox continues to lean farther and farther to the left, they will have to compete with the CNNs, the NBCs, the CBSs, the MSNBCs, the HLNs, the CNBCs, and the ABCs of the world for a share of the left-leaning, socialist-supporting Democrat voters. The folks at Fox should be concerned, deeply concerned, and downright worried. Imagine 70-plus million viewers suddenly clicking to another channel. Advertisers, are you listening? This is the Truth Hurts Program. He's that voice in your head that makes you feel confident in your thought processes. Steve Z is telling it like it is on the Truth Hurts Program. The state of Georgia is in the midst of recounting votes at the request of President Trump's re-election campaign. Of course, the recount comes after the state audited the initial vote and certified the election back on November 6th 
awarding its 16 electoral votes to Gropey Joe. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger is expected to hold a news conference to provide a recount update. Donald Trump says he will visit the state of Georgia on Saturday, December 5th to campaign for Republican Senators David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler. Trump said they should be in the United States Senate. They're desperately needed. But I told them today, you have a fraudulent system. Raffensperger has repeatedly denied Donald Trump's claims of voter fraud. A supposed Republican, Raffensperger has repeatedly denied Donald Trump's claims of voter fraud. He has donated to Trump's campaign, he claims, and he says he voted for him. And he wrote an editorial in the USA Today saying the president threw him under the bus. Wah, wah, wah. Raffensperger wrote, At the end of the day, you have to decide who you're going to follow. The law? Or are you going to let people try and scare you off of doing what is right? We have a law. We're going to count every legal ballot. And we're going to throw out every illegal ballot we find. It's as simple as that, he wrote. Trump fired back at Raffensperger, saying at the White House last Thursday, I understand the Secretary of State, who is really, he's an enemy of the people. The Secretary of State, whether he's Republican or not, this man, what he's done, well, I told him today, I think you're dealing with a very fraudulent system. You have a system where the flip of a switch or the pulling in of a new chip can change the course of history. The state of Georgia is in the midst of recounting the votes. And late Thursday night, Trump did say to reporters that he will leave office if the Electoral College votes for Gropey Joe on the 14th of December. At this time, there's no word where the president plans on holding his December 5th rally for the two Republican senators. We'll let you know as soon as we find out. Taking political opinion to new heights, Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. I guess it's better than taking political opinions to new lows, right? Fox News' Maria Bartiromo was criticized heavily by media and the Democrats alike for allegedly throwing softball questions to the president and not bringing up any controversial topics in her recent interview with Donald Trump. This criticism, of course, comes from the very same Democrats and leftist media hacks that have only thrown softball questions to the feeble, sleepy, creepy, mumbling, bumbling, fumbling, mopey-dopey, gropey Joe Biden. Not a single hardball question has ever been sent the vice president's way. Not one single solitary hard-hitting question has been asked of Biden since he won the Democrat primary to become the Democrat nominee last year. Yes, boys and girls, the double standard is alive and well. In world news, a flight attendant is being investigated for offering what was called adult entertainment on board the aircraft for the airline for whom she was working. A flight attendant for British Airways is being investigated for offering adult entertainment to passengers. The so far unidentified stewardess I know we're not supposed to call them that, but that's what it says in the story. The unidentified stewardess posted advertisements on social media featuring seductive photographs of herself. 
Some of the photos were taken during the flight while she was still partly in uniform. According to The Sun, British newspaper, she offered to sell her undergarments for about 30 bucks and an in-person meetup at hotels for around 70 bucks. On her blog, she said she was willing to provide adult entertainment during the flight. If you ever want adult entertainment on board, all you have to do is give me a sum of money and you'll be treated to a whole different experience of your choice, she wrote on social media. Her social media accounts and blog have been deleted since the story broke, and British Airways says that they are currently investigating the stewardess. A spokesman for the airline said, We expect the highest standard of behavior for all of our colleagues at all times, and we are investigating the claims. I guess there's a charge for the Mile High Club on British Airways. Meanwhile, in Texas, remember we mentioned Austin, Texas on an earlier program as being that wacky part of Texas that should be kicked out of the club? A man seeking internet YouTube fame fractured his skull while jumping off a bridge in Austin, Texas. Sa'a Fromba recorded his idiotic stunt attempt at Austin's famed Pennybacker Bridge and he posted a video on YouTube after he spent a few days in hospital. He said on video before jumping from the bridge, quote, Hopefully this will motivate you to chase after your dreams. I don't see no fun in living a normal life, unquote. Well, he got that right. Skull fracture and all, right? Hey, Mr. Fromba, you, sir, are an idiot wrapped in a moron. A local boater allegedly plucked Mr. Fromba from the water, and there's a video showing him lying on the shore waiting on paramedics to arrive to transport him to hospital. CBS Austin affiliate television station reported that they confirmed with the Austin Travis County EMS on Monday 23rd that medics responded to an unknown call at Plaza on the Lake following the jump and that there they located a male subject lying on the ground, repeatedly clutching his head. Officials declared the subject a trauma alert based on the height of the fall and transported him to St. David's South Austin Medical Center. The man, a AA 13% hyphenated American minority, is this month's entry into the Darwin Awards for doing his best to try and remove himself from the gene pool. Meanwhile, on the left coast in California, Ventura County to be exact, Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom's orders for church and worship services to be severely curtailed, if not called off altogether, has been met with something called necessity. Necessity, you know, the mother of invention. The Godspeak Calvary Chapel in Ventura County has been continuing in-person service despite government orders for them to cease and desist worship services because of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019, better known as COVID-19 or the Kung Fu Wuhan flu. Just over a week ago, before delivering his sermon, 
Pastor Rob McCoy played a clip of Mike Huckabee on Fox News saying, it's ridiculous that the government has deemed people are safer in a strip club than they are at church, and thus the churches should simply announce their pastor will remove his tie during the sermon, and therefore he will take off an article of clothing, making the church a temporary strip club, and that people will then be able to go to the church. McCoy, engaging a clean version of a striptease, then took off his tie. After some laughs, McCoy's message focused on the increased persecution that churches faced during the pandemic, shutdowns, and that tyrannical rule being embraced by so many on both sides of the aisle is something that needs to be focused on. Pastor Rob McCoy said, This is insane. Cannot America see the hypocrisy and the stupidity in all this? You've been lied to, and we are finished with your tyranny, and we are going to enjoy Thanksgiving, and we are going to worship God. Open your churches. Open churches. Get back to businesses. This story was courtesy of the Michael Berry Morning Show on KTRH in Houston, Texas. By the way, if you want to hear some true, common-sense, conservative talk, a talk program with a conservative lean to it, I invite you to tune in to The Michael Berry Show. It's a regional southern U.S. program on iHeartMedia stations in Houston, Lake Charles, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, and other cities in the southeast, and it's gaining in popularity. Michael Berry, by the way, is a Houston native with two law degrees, a slight southern drawl, and he fills the afternoon drive time slot more adequately in every market where his show is broadcast His Houston show, his morning show, that is, is only broadcast in Houston, and I believe Beaumont. The show is also available online at themichaelberryshow.com, I believe, and I do not want you to stop listening to this program, The Truth Hurts, just so you can listen to Michael Berry. Deal? Deal. This is The Truth Hurts program. This is not a test. This is the Truth Hurts program. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about the year's end, the gift giving, the Christmas holiday. This year, after you spend time watching advertisement after advertisement, after sale, after event, after this Friday and that Monday, from this major big box store and that major jeweler to this major car brand, I want you to understand that those companies spend hundreds of millions of dollars to make sure that you know in your mind and in your heart. They want you to think that if you don't go out to buy the next big thing as a gift for your special someone, you are a loser. A shiny new car with a red bow will make you a hero in his or her eyes. A new 300-inch ultra-wide GSXR TUV television? Or how about a big, giant, shiny diamond ring? Or a beautiful this, or an expensive that? Bah. Humbug. There, I said it. I want you to take a moment, my friends, my listeners, to consider the following. Small businesses throughout the United States of America, and in other countries, are hurting right now. They're on the verge of bankruptcy. Many have already shut down, and may not be able to reopen. Now this is primarily because mayors and governors of certain states and cities 
have literally forced small businesses out of business or they've curtailed their businesses in the name of the sacred COVID to the point that many of those small businesses have little to no chance of recovering or surviving into 2021. And they're doing that because they want to do something they've been trying to do all along. Find a way to keep printing and printing more monopoly money that has lower and lower and lower values so that the U.S. dollar gets devalued like the rest of the world. And that way, they can give handouts and stimulus checks and giveaways and freebies to everyone, making people more and more and more dependent on the government and less and less and less willing to accept and continue our capitalist society. I want you to also consider that if you are giving or receiving gifts this year, it is totally and completely unfair for you to judge the gift giver by the monetary value of any gift you receive or give. For example, if you have a person who makes $10 an hour and that person gives you a $30 gift this year, it's important for you to understand that that individual had to work a minimum of three hours of their life to be able to afford that gift. And that's tax-free three hours. That doesn't take into consideration after tax and after FICA and all the other crap they take out of your check. We all know that a tax-free three hours is not reality. More than likely, that individual had to work four or more hours to be able to afford that $30 gift to give to you. That's half a day's pay for the $10 an hour person in your life who made the effort to buy you that $30 gift. Hell, you should be thankful, grateful, honored, pleased, elated, happy, and totally enamored at that $30 gift. Now sure, if you got a new $300 do's it or what's it from a person who makes a crap ton of money, it's really nice, and you'll naturally want to smile brightly and go, ooh, look how nice this $300 do's it or what's it is. But when considering the true value of a gift, please consider the source of the giver and their ability and availability of resources to be able to do such a kind and generous thing for you. Again, the $30 gift that you receive from a $10 an hour employee is a half a day of work for that individual just for you then think for a moment are you even really deserving of that wonderful gift think about this when you're out shopping this year sure it might make some kid happy to get a $700 whatchamacallit and if you can afford it that's great but think about the other relative who can only afford to give him a $30 whatchamacallit and how crappy it makes that person feel to see you giving such a magnanimous gift because you happen to have a few extra dollars in the bank as opposed to that relative who makes $10 an hour and is really stretching it and making a sacrifice to give that person a gift that costs less money but in the long run is actually a much larger sacrifice and more giving than what your more expensive gift actually entailed. 
Hey, that's going to do it for this afternoon edition of the Truth Hurts program. A short episode for you. Hope you go out there and make it a great week. December and colder weather starts tomorrow. I am thankful, even though it's after Thanksgiving, I'm thankful that the cooler weather will bring fewer mosquitoes here in South Louisiana and in many parts of the country where those nasty, biting, stinging little critters make my life miserable many, many days. We'll see you next time on the Truth Hurts program with me, Steve Z. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. Hello, crackers. Yo, white bread. Have you ever wanted to play the race card, but your skin is just too light? Is your hair too straight or too blonde? Do you have blue eyes? Is your nose pointy? You don't obviously have what it takes to be able to play the race card. Until now. New from Game Card Industry Syndicate is a full deck of 54 race cards that you can play anytime any place that you want to. Four sets of 13 individual suits of cards plus two jokers that can be used in any situation where your white privilege is creating a scene. The deck includes 13 solid black cards, 13 dark brown cards, 13 light brown cards, and 13 Asian cards, complete with oriental numerals. There's also two jokers, one shows the face of Al Sharptongue and the other, Jesse, Jack's son. Your complete set of race cards is not available in stores, so you have to act now before this offer is censored by the mainstream media and social media platforms. Now even the fairest-skinned, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, freckle-faced conservative Caucasian can play the race card. To order, call toll-free 1-855-BIG-CHIP. That's 1-855-BIG-CHIP. Like the chip on the shoulders of those who don't want you to be able to play the race card. Operators are standing by. Ask now how you can add a deck of LGBTQ cards for use anytime you need a gay pass. You could spend time in traffic listening to some biased local or national talk show. You could listen to that same song one more time. You could engage in mundane conversation with your carpool buddy. Or you could even sit there quietly pondering the meaning of life. Boring. How about listening to the Truth Hurts program with me, Steve Z? I provide some welcome distraction from the canned scripts of the national networks. And I talk about the real issues of today. Best of all, it's free, and you can listen anytime on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Spotify, Overcast, or many others. Or simply type in The Truth Hurts Steve Z into your web browser, and you can listen to all of what you know you're thinking right on your computer or smartphone. It's like having that conversation around the water cooler without the leaky water cooler. 
Well, hi and howdy, everyone. This here is the Colonel. You know which Colonel. I can't say my full name on account of I don't want to get sued. But it's me, y'all. The guy who's been licking my fingers over fried chicken since 1952. Well, by now, y'all have all heard the rumors, and guess what? They're true. Starting now, we're no longer able to call our chicken finger-licking good. One group said it was offensive in an era of the Kung Fu Wuhan flu, and nobody should be a-licking anything right now. Such a shame. There's nothing quite like licking a finger. After licking a leg, I always say. <laughs> then another group says we're just plain racist for promoting fried chicken in general in the year 2020. Hell, we might as well close up shop. Lock up our 11 spices and our herbs. Quit plucking, quit a frying. Hell, everything else is shutting down, so why not us? <laughs> anyway, this here's the Colonel saying bye-bye to all our fans. It's been real, it's been fun, but you know what? Lately, it ain't been real fun. Now go take your coin shortage elsewhere. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Copyright 2020, Steve Knight Productions, all rights reserved. This program is protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. We'll see you next time. Thank you.